Alrighty, what is going on, guys, and welcome back to the show. I almost said channel there because I was—I thought it was my YouTube channel. By the way, if you haven't checked out my YouTube channel, feel free to go check that out. Um, welcome back to the show. I hope you're out there doing super well. Um, my one quick call to action for you before we get into today's topic is just if you have not yet gone and read my article on my website, I would be so, so appreciative if you went and did that for me. Because especially if you're somebody who struggled with yo-yo dieting, if you've struggled with losing weight, if you struggle just kind of getting something sustainable you can kind of stick to and follow to, to help you lose weight, lose fat, this is going to be a good article for you. It's it's kind of long, but again, it, it really goes over how to lose fat through calorie counting and, and not just like people, yes, you pretty much know I'm an advocate for calorie counting, but it goes over how, it goes over why, it goes over what to do, it goes over common mistakes, it, it goes over a lot. So if you have not yet in, gone and done that yet, I would definitely, definitely appreciate it if you have done that. I'm going to try and do, at, I'm going to try and do one article a week, and I like, I started saying that because it's going to be tough, but I'm going to try to do one article a week on my website. So if you have not yet and gone and checked that out, um, it's not going to be just the podcast and not just the YouTube videos and not just the Instagram and shit I do a lot. Um, it, it's not going to be just that stuff. I'm going to try to do articles as well because I know everybody learns and, and gets information differently. So I'm going to try to have YouTube. I'm going to try to have a podcast. I'm going to try to have Instagram and I'm going to try to have articles on my website. So if you have not yet gone and done, done that, please do that. And please be on the lookout for those new articles weekly. Okay. I'm going to try to do one a week. Um, that being said, jumping into today's topic is, is one that I think needs to be covered because oftentimes people think that it's people think dieting and, and fat loss and, and losing weight is just one big sprint to the finish line. Like if you need to lose 30 pounds, people think that it's one nonstop all-out push to get to that 30 pounds, and then you'll just maintain from there. And I'm here to tell you that that couldn't be farther from the truth. And there's so many reasons for this, but just like play that out in your head right now. Think about like pushing all out, all out, all out intensely until you get to a finish line and then just like stopping and and being okay. Like if you sprinted as hard as you could to the finish line, when you cross the finish line, you think you're going to be like, okay, you think you're not going to be out of breath. You think you're not going to be tired. You think you're not going to be all these things. So why do you think dieting is any differently? If you think that you're just going to sprint to the finish line to lose 30 pounds and then, okay, once you get 30 pounds, you'll be fine. No, you're going to be exhausted from tired from from dieting. You're going to be tired from dieting. You're going to be worn out. You're going to be burnt out. You're going to, it, it's not going to work like that. So I, I'm making this podcast to go over refeeds and cheat days and diet breaks and, and that yes I'm going to do that. But the the bigger picture is like these things teach you how to yes lose weight but maintain that along the way. Maintain these habits. Maintain this lifestyle. Maintain this way of eating. It's it's something I love saying and somebody. Somebody said to me about my kind of coaching what I do online. It's it's teaching you how to eat. It's not teaching you how to diet. It's teaching you how to eat. And I think that is something that, especially in the world of fad diets, especially in the world of lose weight as fast as possible, especially in, in this world, work out so intensely as hard as possible, sweat so much. Like I think that really, really gets lost along the way. So I'm doing this podcast because I felt it was necessary to kind of teach that for people that you don't have to just sprint to the finish line along the way. Like, yes, of course, be consistent and work hard and put in effort. That's the only way you'll see results. But it doesn't have to be one big sprint and then quote-unquote maintain after that because that's not 
going to happen at all whatsoever. And if you think that is, I'm preparing you now. It is not going to happen. So first and foremost, I want to which one I want to go over first because, like I said, it's going to be about refeeds, diet breaks, and, and cheat days, cheat meals, whatever you want to call it. Um, the first thing I want to go over is cheat days and or, or cheat meals, whatever you want to call it. And that is because chances are if you need a cheat day or a cheat meal – Unless you're stepping on a bodybuilding stage, unless that's your goal, chances are it's probably too restrictive that whatever you're following is probably too restrictive. And I say that because if you're restricting foods to a level that you feel you need to have a cheat day or or you need to like get a break from your over-restrictive diet, then that, that... diet is not sustainable long-term anyway. So personally, in my opinion, why are you really doing that? And again, this is, we're talking long-term, like, you know, if you're trying to rapidly fat loss for a couple of days, like that, that's one thing. There are rapid fat loss protocols and, and there is a time and place for that. But if, if we're talking long-term sustainability, why would you try to do something that is not sustainable? Why would you try to do something where it feels like you need to cheat? Or, or, or go off track. Like why I, that that's not going to work. And this is why I want to cover cheat days first and foremost because there should be some flexibility within your diet. There there should be some way you can still eat certain foods, and that doesn't mean you're cheating. Like you should still be able to have a cheeseburger, and that's not cheating. You should still be able to have ice cream, and that's not cheating, or drinks, or whatever it is. And is should that be the bulk of your diet? Should that should that make up the mass of your diet? No, of fucking course not. Like no, of course not. But you should still be able to work those things in without cheating. And then it comes down to at that point, okay, how 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 much do you want to do? What do you want to do? Because you can still have a cheeseburger and hit your fifteen hundred calories. You can still have drinks and hit your thirteen hundred calories. Like whatever the case may be, you can still do it. Now it comes down to are you willing to plan ahead? Are you willing to map your day out? Are you willing to eat less during the day? Like whatever it takes to get there, are you then willing to do that? And my thing is people don't want to cut out, you know, they don't want to cut out their favorite foods. And I don't think you should cut out your favorite foods. But then they also don't want to plan ahead. Then they also don't want to plan for Saturday night when they go out. They don't want to plan their drinks or or drink in moderation or eat in moderation. They, they want to have the best of both worlds. And you can have the best of both worlds, but that's why you look how you look right now. That's why you've gotten to be where you are right now because you're trying to have your cake and eat it too, no pun intended. But that's what, one big thing there. It's like you, you shouldn't be cheating because you should still be able to have really any food you you should still be able to have whatever food you desire but a should that be the bulk of your diet no but also b you should be making i don't want to say sacrifices but kind of sacrifices to where you can still have these foods but you'll have to keep it within your calories you'll have to you know you'll have to keep it in check you won't be able to just say i'm going to drink blindly and do whatever the hell i want like that is not following any plan that's just doing whatever the hell you want and again that's probably why you got to the point you're at now. So that right there is one big thing I want you to think about because cheat meals and cheat days kind of are, you're justifying going off track. And again, if, if your plan is one that 
you have to go off track to have a piece of pizza, well, well then your your plan is probably not the best. It's it's probably a bit too over restrictive. It's probably a bit too aggressive. It's probably not sustainable long term. So whatever results you do see on it, when you get off, you're not going to maintain those results because it was it didn't teach you anything. Like I, I love this people following these diets and they're not learning anything. It, it is not teaching you anything. It's not teaching you how to eat. It's not teaching you portion control. It's not teaching you how to plan ahead. It, you're not learning anything. You're just following a, bl- a plan blindly and expecting to, for whatever reason, once you stop doing the plan, you're just going to keep seeing the results. Like it's, it's not going to happen because you're not learning. Education is the foundation of success. So if you haven't learned anything, then what are you, what are you really doing? And that's why I love counting calories and quote unquote flexible dieting. That's, I, I really don't like that term, honestly, but that's kind of what it is. But I like calorie counting because you can still have X, Y, and Z foods but as long as you hit your calories, you'll see results. And that teaches you how to plan ahead on Saturday night when you know you want to go out and have drinks, but you still want to hit your calories. So for breakfast, instead of having your normal three eggs, oatmeal, and you know a banana, you have two eggs, two egg whites, a Greek yogurt, and throw spinach in your, sa- in your eggs. That cuts back your calories so you have more calories at night to go out and drink and eat foods and et cetera, et cetera. So that's why I love calorie counting. And the last thing on cheat meals – just remember that if you have to cheat to have a piece of pizza or a burger or whatever it is, that normally is probably a indication. Again, unless you're stepping on a bodybuilding stage, which if you want to, that's absolutely amazing. But if that's not your goal, it's probably a bit too over-restrictive. And over-restricting normally leads to binging. It normally leads to not sustaining progress. It leads to yo-yo dieting. It leads to all these things. So please, please keep that in mind. Piggybacking off that point, we can now kind of go into diet breaks and refeeds and and just that world because it is, I think it is a critical part of any plan. I, I think that you should be taking diet breaks. You should be doing refeeds. You should be doing like you should not be, like I said in the beginning, you should not be sprinting to the finish line. It should not be, let's lose this weight as quickly as possible in a short amount of time as possible. And, and again, if you're stepping on a bodybuilding stage or or if you, you know, if you really, really want to be in shape for a certain trip or a wedding, like maybe that's one thing. But I would then ask you, are, do you really care that much about that trip or wedding or do you, do you really want to sacrifice the things you'll have to sacrifice to get in shape for that wedding. Because I, I love this. People want to be shredded for summer, but that means strictly dieting for the next three months. And that, that means you're not probably going to be able to go out. That means you're not going to be able to have drinks. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. And most people just aren't willing to do that, nor do they really want to. So that's when you got to be real with yourself and kind of figure that out. But back to diet breaks and refeeds. You should be you should be doing these like these should be a staple in your plan. And honestly, from, from what I've, well, first and foremost, if your plan is one of some flexibility, sustainability, not being too over restrictive, then you should be able to kind of work in periods of higher calorie days, higher carb days, days where you have drinks, days where you do this. Like that's kind of what we were talking about earlier, right? You, you should be able to work things into your plan, into your calories, and again, like, I think, to, yeah, today's Valentine's Day. So 
if, for example, just talk about tonight. If you, well, this would be two days ago, but if you were going to Valentine's dinner and you know you want to have a drink or two and you're going to go out to eat, like if you really wanted to, you could absolutely plan during the day to have more calories at night to then still hit your calories. Like that is certainly an option. That's 100% an option. It is also an option to say, okay, hey, I'm going to have more calories tonight. Let me do 1,700 calories instead of 1,400 calories. Again, you're still you're still within a plan. You, if, if you have a coach or if you're, you're making your own plan, whatever it is, you're still kind of in a plan. It's not just like let me do this free for all. And I think that's important because first things first – individuality is such a big thing, especially in nutrition. That's why I love working with people one-on-one on their nutrition. That's why I started the business I have, nutrition coaching one-on-one, because it is such an individual thing. The thing is, what may work for you might not work for somebody else, or what works for somebody else might not work for you. So like, if you have a really, really, really hard time staying consistent, then yeah, you know what? That dinner that you want to go out and have you might you might stick to your calories. You might have to work around your day and you might have to plan in your day to work so you can stick to your calories. You might have to plan on what you're going to eat at dinner, make a different lunch, make a different breakfast, cut cut back a snack. Like you might have to do what it takes to stick within your calories because you need to learn how to be consistent first and foremost. Because if you don't know how to be consistent, then I can't really, you know, cut the leash on you so to say to have higher calories, to have cheat days, to have refeed, whatever it is. I, I can't I, I don't say I can't, but I don't want to do that because you haven't really learned much yet. It goes back to learning. Like you haven't learned how to be consistent over a long period of time yet. So I don't really think that just saying fuck it and, 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 and well, first of all, just saying fuck it. But second of all, just having more calories may be best for you at this very point in time because you need to learn consistency rather than going on, going off, going on, going off, right? So piggybacking off that. You could be somebody who's like, no, I know I'm consistent, da da da. Like, I just want to have more calories tonight. I'm going to get right back on track the next day. That's totally cool, too. You can totally have that. And that would be a quote unquote refeed diet break. That that would be your kind of like, okay, I can have more calories this night, but get right back, right back on track the next day. Because, like I always say, nobody got shredded in one day, so you're not going to get fat in one day. It, it took you four years to put on 30 pounds. You're not going to lose it in one night, right? So that's where. Just knowing yourself or having somebody who can give you this guidance, give you this feedback is very important because it's such an individual process, right? And the, the thing about you know having a plan and saying I want to do higher calories or having a plan saying I still want to stick to my calories, either way, if you whatever that dinner ends up being, it, you're not cheating or going off your plan. You're absolutely still sticking to your plan, but you're still going out. You're still having that dinner. You're still having those drinks. But no matter what, you're you're within your plan. So it's not like you're cheating or you're going off track because you're still within a plan. So that's one big thing because going off track or cheating, that leads people in a mental state of like, okay, well, I'm cheating, so let me go all in. Okay, well, this is my cheat day, my cheat meal. I can have whatever the fuck I want. I'm, try- I'm trying to cuss less. And I was going to say, damn, dang it, I'm trying to cuss less. So I'm working on it, guys. But that is, that's a scary place because 
you can you can go to a place where you say, well, this is my cheat meal, this is my cheat day, whatever. I'm going to go do whatever I want. And I'm going to try to fit as much into this day as possible because I know that I'm not going to get this again for six weeks, eight weeks, three months. And that is that's scary. Honestly, it's very scary, especially working with people who have done that. Like that, That's a scary place to be in. And honestly, I don't wish that upon many people. So I think that having that kind of structure is always is always a good thing, right? So that's first and foremost and just kind of going over that, kind of leaning into what diet breaks and refeeds can have as far as benefits. They can have a lot of benefits. And again, this is, this is piggybacking off of you shouldn't be sprinting to the finish line, right? So taking a diet break or a refeed. Now, a refeed is normally, you know, 24, 48 hours of just higher calories, higher carb. Whereas a diet break maybe is like, you know, three days, seven days, shit, shit, even 31 days. Like it, it, it really, again, depends on the person and where they are in their life and their journey, right? So a refeed is normally shorter. A diet break is normally a little bit longer depending on the person. But there's so many benefits that can come from these diet breaks and refeeds. And the first one that comes to mind for me, honestly, is just mentally. Like dieting is exhausting, Dieting is a stress on your body. Dieting is tiring mentally, physically, and emotionally, not only for you, but for those around you. Bringing out a food scale and always weighing your food is probably exhausting on not only you, but the people around you. Having certain foods is probably exhausting on the people around you as well as you. So just having a mental break of like, and and again, even if it is like, even if you're still counting calories, but you have 600 more calories to work with or whatever it is. That right there is a mental break knowing you don't have to be so on point. You don't have to be so, so, I don't want to say restrictive, but you don't have to be so on top of your game. You can allow yourself more wiggle room. And just knowing that, just, it's funny because just knowing that people automatically, not, they're not only happier, but it, it gives them a more calm state of mind knowing that they can have, you know, this food or that food, they can do this or that, and it won't push them over that limit of their calorie limit so they can kind of enjoy things a bit more. They can be a little bit more laid back. They can have certain foods with their family. Like they can do these certain things. So that's the first thing I would say. It's just mentally, it can really put you in a calmer state of mind. It can put you in a place where you don't have to be so on point. And I know that that can be a huge, huge difference maker in plenty of people. So that's the first thing. The second thing I'll say is the the physical break and the and physical slash hormonal break. And I say this because, like I said earlier, dieting is a stress to your body, right? It is is literally a just like working out is a stress to your body, or you know, being stressed is a stress to your body. Like calorie being in a calorie deficit is a stress to your body. So physically, you can get more tired. Physically, your sleep maybe might suffer a bit. Physically, you might be more hungry. Like. Physical things can happen when you're in a calorie deficit when you are dieting. So taking a refeed or taking a diet break can help kind of reverse these for a little bit. It, it can help give you some more energy. It can help give you a better pump in the gym. It, it can help you sleep better. Like it can do all these things. And especially if we're going into hormonal, it can really, really help with your metabolism. Because if you're dieting really, really, really restrictively, really aggressively, if you're losing body fat, especially for women – it can really send your hormonal system into a bad place because if you've ever known somebody who's lost their period dieting, 
Well, they've di- they've either a dieted too hard that it's such a stress in their body and they and their their metabolism because that's what your hormonal system is your metabolism basically your metabolism has said okay well you know what I have all these stresses on my body getting my period is not a super important thing for me so I'm gonna just stop that for now and that's how people lose their periods because they're way too stressed or b you've cut down to a, a really really low body fat percentage. And your body just doesn't have the body fat on it to get that done, to get that, to get that process done. This happens with a lot of people, like again, who step on a bodybuilding stage or, or competition or you know wrestling or whatever the case may be. So that right there is what can happen from dieting for so long. And this is why, again, diet breaks can be very, very important. And I know it's hard. Like I know it's very hard, especially if you really, really want to lose weight. If you really want to get the weight off, if you want to lose fat. If, if you feel like you can go longer, like you, like you feel like no, 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 I'm okay. I, I can still go diet harder. It can be hard to say, okay, let me pump the brakes for a week because you feel like you're doing so well. You feel like you're doing good. You're losing weight. You feel like everything's going well. But in reality, if you actually peel back the curtain and look, do you really feel that good? Are your workouts really good? Are you a little tired of you know weighing your food and, and eating so little calories? Are, are, are is, is your sleep really the best? Have you had the best sex drive? Like, have you had all these things? And just being able to again, this is I mean, in my opinion, this is why a coach comes in handy. But being able to make those calls, like you don't want to get to the point where you lose your period before you take a diet break. Like, I would rather you not get to that point if that was if that was in my hands. Like, I would rather you not do that. That's why you would take a diet break after you know, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever the case may be for that individual, I would not want you to get there. So you would take a diet break before that happens, right? But it can be hard for a lot of people to say they need it. And again, it's also like an ego thing, right? Like you don't want to say you need you need a break. Whereas like it, it doesn't matter if it, it, you need to throw your ego out of the door because you need to think what's best long term, not just in a six month or a three month span. What's best in a in a year span, in two year span, in a five year span? What is going to be best for you long term, mentally, physically, emotionally? You know, all your health markers, everything, and just being able to have that kind of thing where you can say, okay, I can take a diet break. I'm not going to lose my progress. I'm not going to break down. I'm not going to gain all my fat back. I'm not going to do these things. That can be important, and that can be very, very tough, but it can be very rewarding. So that's why again, diet breaks are good because. You can have a physical and hormonal hormonal break from dieting and from stress. And again, same thing with metabolism. Like your metabolism is funny because like if you've ever known somebody who's done a bodybuilding show or if you've known somebody who eats a lot of calories, like like this is me. Like I eat a lot of calories, but I don't gain weight. And why is that? That that's just because my through a through a variable of different things, and then actually this is gonna be what my next article is on, on my website is how to increase your metabolism. Please be on the lookout for that. And email your if you if, if you're listening to this, shoot me an email and tell me you you want to you want to read that article. But variable where was I? Variable different reasons why your metabolism can play a big role. And like if you eat more food for a week, your metabolism will actually increase because when you diet, your metabolism decreases because you're not you're not giving it the energy it needs to burn, right? So if you're not giving the energy it needs to burn, it's gonna burn less. Because it doesn't have as much energy it needs to burn. So then it's going to not only burn less from less energy, but also burn less because it needs to save energy to breathe, to digest, to sleep, to do all these things. So as you diet, 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 your metabolism decreases. So if you take you know a week diet break or a four-day diet break or whatever it is for you, 
if you take that break, your metabolism can actually kind of restart up a little bit. And this is when you see like when people get very, very lean, they eat more, but they stay the same because their metabolism is rocking at such a rate that they can have more calories but not gain weight. And that's kind of everybody's dream, right? So that's one thing too about diet breaks is it can it can help your metabolism in the in the short term, definitely long term too, but definitely short term because it can kind of kick that back up a little bit. And that again, that kind of ties into the whole physical hormonal thing too. But um the last thing I'll say about benefits from a diet break is you can kind of enjoy the time with your family on vacations, on special occasions, on, on all these things because this is kind of one thing I've seen just working with clients for the past, you know, however many years now. It, it kind of depends for every single person when a diet break is necessary because you might have a vacation in three, three weeks where you want to have more calories. But someone else may want, you know, to, to lose the same 30 pounds you want to lose, but they don't have a vacation for six months or they don't have a day off for six months or whatever the case may be. So really just kind of if you do want to still enjoy time with your family on a vacation, on a special occasion, you can implement, you know, like a refeed day. You can implement a day of higher calories. You can implement implement those things because, again, you're still sticking to a plan. You're still you still have a plan in place. You're still on a fat loss plan, but you take one day to have higher calories or you take two days to have higher calories. Or if you go on vacation, you take a week to kind of have higher calories. And that can be important because, again, not only for you but the people around you, if you go on vacation eating 1,200 calories, not only will you hate it but the people around you are probably going to hate it too. And I, personally, I don't think – losing fat and dieting is that important to where you want to ruin vacations with you and your loved ones because you want to lose fat. You can always lose fat. It's it's always going to be there. So if you can, you know, take a diet break around the time you're going to have a week vacation and just come back and get get right back on track, it's not going to ruin your progress. One you didn't if you've been dieting for 4 months and you take 1 week off, you're not going to gain all the weight back that you took four months to get off. That's it, not how it works. Fat loss and fat gain go both ways. It takes consistency over a long period of time. Being in a calorie deficit for a long period of time is how you lose fat. Being in a calorie surplus for a long period of time is how you gain fat. So that's one big benefit is, again, just enjoying the time on a vacation, let's say, with your family, with your loved ones because – you can have more calories. And again, it's not going to ruin your progress. It's not going to make you gain your fat back. It's just going to allow you to have a little bit more leeway, more more enjoyable time with those people on the on making the best of what you're doing with the people you enjoy doing it with, right? So that's one big thing. So those are some benefits from kind of diet breaks and refeeds and kind of now going into how often do you use them? When do you use them? Why do you use them? And like all those things. I would honestly say, again, I kind of talked about this earlier, but this is kind of going back to what I just said is like I would – working with clients and individuals, they're exactly that. It's very individual. There, There is no like one thing says all because you might travel for work a lot. So you might have a different schedule than somebody who stays home and works. You might have a schedule where you're going on a trip in three weeks, like I just said, and somebody else is not going on a trip for six months. You might, you know, leave on holidays where other people stay home. So, I, I mean, what I've, what I've seen found best, honestly, is working it around your schedule. Now, I will say this. It all comes back to consistency. So, if you keep <laughs> having a quote-unquote diet break every weekend, 
that's not a diet break. That's just you're being inconsistent and lazy. So don't get it twisted in the sense of like I'm saying let the you know let the diet breaks and refeeds go around your schedule, but don't confuse being on a diet break and not being consistent. Don't confuse those two things. If you're taking a diet break every weekend, you're not on a diet. You're just eating the way you've been eating for the past 10 years. So that's not a diet. So that's one thing. But again, if you have a thing where you're going on a trip or if you have a thing where you want to go out with your spouse on a Saturday night every two weeks, like that's okay to have more calories on those nights. And it's also okay to stay on the same calories. There's no, there is no right or wrong. I, I hate... I hate saying a right or wrong, especially on something like this in a podcast. If I was working with you, I would know, but that that's okay. And again, I would let that kind of let that be geared towards you and be geared towards your schedule. That's what I've seen work the best. Now, you know, I can I can sit here and say, you know, every two weeks, every four weeks, every six weeks, you can have a diet break or a refeed day. You know, a, a day with higher calories. I can say that, but it really just depends on scheduling. It 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 can it depends on what the individual is doing at that point in time. And that's why I say having having a plan, having having a coach. I'm a coach. I'm going to say this, but having a coach is great because it helps you with a plan. It helps you stay on a plan. It helps you stay accountable to a plan. It, it helps you plan. And the better you plan, the more you, the more success you have. That's just that. That's with anything. That's with sports. That's with life. That's with nutrition. It's with the job. Anything. The better you plan, the better you succeed. So, having a plan and and working your diet breaks and refeeds around these plans is going to be the, the most optimal for you. Because I can tell you on this podcast, listening to do something, but you could be doing something totally different that's much better for you. So, just individuality. Remember that. And remember, consistency is always over everything. I'm not saying go every single weekend and have 4,000 calories when you have a 1,500-calorie limit. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying, though, is you can plan diet breaks around things in your schedule, times in your schedule individually that can help you with this process. And again, this is this is real, really going back to teaching you long, long-term sustainability because it can teach you how to eat rather than how to diet because I don't think you listening want to be on a diet for the rest of your life and if you do I would probably have you checked out for a mental illness or something because I don't know anybody who wants to do that you probably felt like you've been dieting your entire life and most people unfortunately have most people have have been dieting for the past five ten years since they since they graduated high school since they graduated college like you probably feel like you've been doing this for a long period of time, and and if that's the case, then again, it, this is why it's such it's it's that much more important if you have if you are one of those people to get a plan in place, to get some kind of guidance, to get some kind of plan you are following to help you get out of that because you should not be dieting for the rest of your life. That's not how life is supposed to be lived. So this is why I'm saying diet breaks and refeeds can can help you teach you long-term sustainability because what are you going to do for the rest of your life? Are you just going to, you know, diet as hard as you can? No, you're going to go on vacations. You're going to have holidays. You're going to have X, Y, and Z where you have more calories. So why not learn how to either a work within them? So work them into your plan. Like we talked about earlier with like, you know, the dinner and, and figuring out your day and 
planning your day around your dinner and et cetera, or B, figure out how to work around them. So how to have more calories, but still stick within a plan, still, you know, stay on a plan, still do these things. Because at the end of the day, what this is all about for me, I mean, like I said, I've, I, like I've always said, and I tell people on this every single call, every single call I have with somebody who does nutrition coaching with me, I tell them this is like, I don't care about you in six months. I care about you in 30 years. So with that being said, I, I don't care about how much weight you honestly lose in six months. Like if we do everything right, you're going to lose weight. But I don't care about that because I care about how you're eating 30 years from now. And in 30 years from now, you're not going to be dieting long term. You're not going to be dieting hard. At least I hope not, honestly, especially if you work with me. But you're not going to be dieting hard. You're going to be eating, enjoying foods. You're, you're, you're going to be – you're going to know how to eat for you and how how you – what you want to maintain. But if you're always dieting so hard, you it, when you get off that diet, you won't know how to do that because you've never done it. Because all you've done is diet, 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 yo-yo diet, yo-yo diet, and, and you've not – you have not learned anything. So if you haven't learned anything, then I – if you haven't learned how to sustainably eat, how the hell are you going to sustainably eat? It's just like driving a it's just like driving a car. If you never learned how to drive a car, how the fuck are you going to drive a car? You're not going to you are going to crash. You're going to kill somebody. So why do you think why do you think dieting sustainably and, and and sustainably eating healthy is any different? It's not. That's why I like doing diet breaks and refeeds and having higher calorie days. Yes, I need you to be consistently in a calorie deficit to lose fat, but that doesn't mean you need to starve yourself or, or you need to always always be on your 1,200-calorie diet. Like that, that is not what I want for anybody. And you shouldn't want that either for yourself. You, you shouldn't want to always diet. You, you want to be able to go out to eat and maintain your weight. You want to be able to go on vacations and still feel good about yourself and still maintain your weight. You, like, you want to be able to do these things in 5, 10, 15, 30 years from now, don't you? So why would you not start that process right now? That, that's why – I really, really dislike fad diets and cleanses and detoxes and all this shit because it's not teaching you anything. It's it's not teaching you how to eat for the rest of your life. It's just teaching you how to follow something blindly, lose weight as quickly as possible, and then you're back to where you were, if not worse. Because I've seen a lot of times people get worse once they do that shit. So that's why I'm kind of a big advocate for this, and that's why I say like there should not be – a huge over restriction in your diet. You should be able to take a diet break or a refeed and still see progress and still enjoy the process and still see results and, and still do all these things. Because again, at the end of the day, you should not be dieting your whole life and you should be practicing the skill because that's what this is. It's a skill. Just like a baseball player throws, just like a basketball player shoots baskets sustainably eating healthy for the rest of your life is a skill. So why would you not start right now? Why would you not flex that muscle right now as much as you can to get the most out of it, to to get that skill down? So when in 20 years from now comes, you have the skill of sustainably eating healthy for the rest of your life. You won't have to go on a diet. You won't have to do keto. You won't have to do a cleanse because you know how to sustainably eat long-term healthy for the rest of your life because you've done it for the past 20 years. So anything else is is kind of irrelevant because this is what you know now. This is what you do. This is your habit. This is the habits you have created during that time have been what have led up to now. And and that's why I'm such a big proponent of individuality within nutrition, but just teaching long-term sustainability, teaching keyword there, teaching long-term sustainability because, again, without education of this process, without educating why things happen and what things happen, you're – 
you're not going to get anywhere. You're, you're just going to keep spinning your wheels. You're going to keep yo-yo dieting. You're going to keep gaining, losing fat. And it's just going to be this one big process you never get out of. And that's the last thing I want for you and or anybody out there. So it's a longer podcast than normal, um, like maybe about 36, 37 minutes, whatever it is. Um, but I had a lot of stuff I want to get out. And I hope you took a lot from what I talked about today because, again, the, the theme I just finished on, but it's sustainability. It's how can you do these things long-term for the rest of your life. I don't need you to diet as hard as you can for three months to get to a wedding. Like If you want to do that, cool, but that's not really the way I think because that's not going to get you to where you want to be 30 years from now. And I think that diet breaks, refeeds, the, the, the topic of this podcast, obviously, but just this whole thing in general is – Get more sustainable. Get more get more in-depth and get more focused on how can I be the most badass, sustainable, consistent person I can possibly be. And diet breaks and refeeds can help that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you, you know, if, if you have if you have something you want to say, if you have, you know, any suggestions or any anything like that, I would love to hear them. So please leave a review if 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 you have a question or if you want me to do something differently or if you like something, leave a review and or if you ha- if you have a topic you want covered on the podcast, I would love to cover it. So leave a review. That that's where I'll probably see it. So please leave a review. And if you do enjoy the podcast, feel free to leave a review and a five star or whatever it is. I would totally appreciate that. Again, I'm trying to grow this thing. I'm I'm putting a lot of effort into uh, into trying to grow it. So the, I'm, I'm going to keep putting more effort into it, and I'm not going to stop. So I would totally appreciate the feedback if you if you did left, if you if you would leave it. If you have left it, I totally appreciate you. I thank you. I probably reach out to you already, but I thank you so much. And other than that, guys, thank you for listening so much, and we'll talk next time.